What You Need to Know is being brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Scott Kaplan in for George Sedano. Sedano and LZ here on 710 ESPN. What You Need to Know. LZ, got a couple of quick ones for you. Let me get your opinion on a few things. You ready? Yes, sir. Do you know who Sarah Fuller is? Oh, man. Is she still stalking you? (laughs) No, not exactly. It's more like I'm stalking her. I love this story. LZ, Mm -hmm. Sarah Fuller is the first female to play in a Power 5 Division 1 college football game. And not only did she play, but she scored as she kicked two extra points, even though Tennessee blasted Vanderbilt. She went into the game extremely confident, nailed both of her PATs. What do you think, Elsie? Is it a big deal that a female played in a Power 5 college football game? It is a big deal because it's taken men a long time to accept the fact that women are athletes too. So congratulations to all the men who dismissed all the fantastic female athletes out there because of their gender and not because of their ability. Congratulations to you for finally moving past gender and letting talent speak for itself. Good job, man. So I had a buddy of mine tell me, you're making way too big of a deal about this Sarah Fuller thing. And I'm like, no, dude, you don't get it. I have three daughters. I want to be able to say to my three daughters, you can be on the football team. No, I can't. Yeah, you can. She did. You can too. You can be vice president of the United States of America if that's what you want to be. You can be a general manager of a baseball team. You can be a referee in the NBA or the NFL. You could be a coach in the NBA. Just because you're a woman doesn't mean that you can't do these things. And I love people who break down barriers. And so Sarah Fuller, I mean, I know this probably comes off as sounding so politically correct, but I'm just telling you, it's really a cool story, I think. It's not politically correct, man. Don't let those idiots out there tell you that if you acknowledge history that you're just being PC. No, it's history. It's okay to acknowledge history. Well, you know, we do two, it all the time. You know, two weeks ago, she had one kickoff in a game. It was not very good. And she was the I thought it was a pooch kick. Yeah, I'm not so sure. But regardless, she was, she was named the special teams player of the week in the conference. And it's like, yeah, she's the story. That, that, yeah, that's right. She did something no one's done before. So Sarah right. Fuller is the first woman to score points in a Power 5 college football game. Here's a little more of what you need to know, LZ. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, girl, the, dad. The, thank you. Do you know that the <laughs> Cleveland Indians, I'm not going to be able to say that for much longer, are going to change their name? Did you know this? I did. I did. Uh, well, it took you a while. I'm not going to applaud you for doing something that you should have done I don't know, decades and decades, if not, never have done in the first place. You know, so congratulations to the, you know, leaders of that particular baseball franchise for, you know, acknowledging you're wrong and trying to correct it. But I'm not going to jump up and down and say, yay, because that's like jumping up and down saying, yay, to the knife on my back, yay. No, you should have never plunged it there to begin with. So the thing is, um, I used to say this all the time. They're like, I don't get it. Like, what, what's, what's the problem? What's so offensive? And then people would say this to me. They go, oh, yeah? All right, tough guy. Um, how about if we call them the Cleveland Jews? Would you like that? And I'm like, um, okay, maybe. I don't know. It doesn't sound so great. And then they show me, like, Chief Wahoo, which was their character. Yep. And then, and then they put a yarmulke on him. 
You know, they made his hair long around his sideburns, you know, and they're like, how you like that? You like that? I'm like, okay, all right, point made. So now if the Washington former R-skins, got to be careful, it's the (laughs) R-word now, you know. It's it's always been the R-word, but. uh, uh, (laughs) If if they change their name to the Washington football team, don't you think Cleveland should change their name to the Cleveland baseball team? Just leave it at that. <laughs> Just leave it at that. You know, it is it is weird to make an announcement, but then say, but still call us by this name until we can figure it out. <laughs> like, like you acknowledge that it's wrong, but then because you didn't have the, you know, foresight to actually have a name ready upon the announcement, you're like going, yeah, it's wrong, but we need you to keep calling us this name just one more season until we can figure our stuff out. Like, it's like, it's so Cleveland Indians. Let me tell you what they should call themselves, by the way. Right. They should call themselves the Cleveland LeBrons. Why not? Why? Because think greatness. Think greatness. Hey, like, hey, we He's a Yankee here? fan, man. He's a Yankee fan, man. Until they make the postseason, then he puts on his Cleveland hat. Yeah, maybe Don't he'll do become a Cleveland LeBrons fan. I'm just throwing out ideas. Just ideas. I'm an idea guy, LZ. That's all I'm trying to do here. Trying to, <laughs> trying to come up with They should ideas. call themselves the Cleveland Bells. Like Albert Bell. Do that. Okay. Uh, okay. I guess my idea wasn't a good idea. I mean, it just wasn't. It wasn't good. So, LZ, uh, you know, me, uh, if, if he was if he was a legit Cleveland fan that that was a ride or die for Cleveland, then I would say yeah, sure. But you know, he ain't like that. I know. I got you. Bron, Bron said he was a uh, Yankee fan. Mm. Let me uh, let me ask you a question. On Saturday night, did you catch mm-hmm. up to USC UCLA? Is there a better looking rivalry on television in sports? Then when both teams wear their home gear and you get the classic SC and the classic UCLA uniforms, I freaking hate it when college football teams that have really classic heritage kinds of uniforms change their unis. It's a great-looking game, but the way USC continues to come back game after game, and now, LZ, the question is this. Has SC done enough, and should they win the Pac-12 championship game, Will they have enough resume to be taken seriously by the college football playoffs? What do you say? If they're taking Ohio State seriously, then absolutely should take USC seriously. Ohio State hasn't faced a, a worthy opponent. In fact, the opponents they've, they've beaten, they're not exactly in the same fashion as SC, but they haven't been dominant. So if Ohio State is a legitimate college football playoff team, then so is SC, based upon the resume and the fact that they're undefeated. Okay, so you say that, but do you think that the voters will agree with that? Um, you know, that's a great question. Because we do know that the college football system, playoff system, has been, under, has been criticized for a lot of things, right? And I think including a Pac-12 West Coast team like SC, which is a legacy program, would maybe help rectify that. But for SC, they have to finish undefeated to make it legitimate. Even one loss would be enough to to have a side eye. They have to be undefeated. It's hard to imagine, if you're an SC fan, when you think of legendary college football programs, USC is is right there. As far as I'm concerned, with all the legendary programs in college football, Michigan, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Texas, 
Uh, you name the legendary program, Alabama. I'm talking about the, the programs that have real history. SCLZ is right there amongst all the great historic brands in college football. Can we agree on that? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Which but is the, why it would be good for the, for the committee to include them. But I just feel like the, the way the Pac-12 decided to go about their business this year, which, by the way, SC has now played more games than Ohio State. I mean, right. the, the, the Big Ten said, okay, we're coming back to play, and, and look what's happened. I mean, so many games in that conference have had to be canceled, and Ohio State doesn't have nearly the resume. What they have is the reputation and the belief by the voters that whether it's five games or seven games or they played 12 games, Ohio State is one of the top four teams in the country. And so I think that what America wants to see is Notre Dame, Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State. But I think those of us out on the West Coast are saying, how could you discount the SC history and the SC resume this year and not be strongly considering SC as a part of this playoff? I'm with you. And listen, in full disclosure, I think this entire college football season is trash. Absolute trash. There's nothing good you can take from it. This is simply about making money, trying to recoup lost funds, and letting a couple kids who just really wanted to play, play. Instead of building towards something the way they were traditionally used to seeing, this isn't it. You have a top 10 team right now. I believe Coastal Carolina is like 11 and 0. Right, eleven and zero. Yep. And then you got an, you got another top ten team that's only played five games. Mm-hmm. So none of this makes sense. <laughs> I am so, so with you that this season is just one big wash. You yes. Know, like I don't, I don't know why they didn't take the opportunity this year to expand, try something new, be creative. But I'm with you. Like this whole thing is just one gigantic wash. Right. So, so with that being said. You know, why not take an undefeated team from a prestigious program and put them in the college football playoff system if you think that they're not that great? If they're undefeated and they're from the Pac-12 and it's SC, this is a whatever season anyway, then why don't you wherever your ass into letting this team in because we're sick and tired of you just giving SEC all the freaking available spots, and then the last spot goes to Ohio State anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's SEC, throw in Clemson, throw in Ohio State, and that's the final four name brands that, that you think people, and I say this, East Coast people, this is what they want to see, whereas everybody who's a Pac-12 fan, an SC fan, thinks SC deserves a chance to get in. Listen, I don't know if SC's really as good, okay? Yes, they're undefeated. They've had to come back huge in a lot of these games. I'm not sure if their competition is anywhere as near as good. But it's SC. It's the SC brand. It shocks me. The SC brand and the L.A. television market, it shocks me that there's not more buzz about SC as it applies to the college football playoff. By the way, great win. I mean, unbelievable win. To have UCLA kick a field goal late and then have a long kickoff return and bang, bang, you've already scored a touchdown and won the game, spectacular comeback win by SC, who's now 5-0. and All right, LZ, coming up. Monday Night Football, Baltimore and Cleveland. In my entire lifetime, I've never been more excited about a Monday Night Football game with the <laughs> Cleveland Browns. But I got to tell you why 
coming back next. It's Sedano and LZ, Scott Kaplan in for George Sedano. This is 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Monday Night Football kicking off on ESPN. The Cleveland Browns hosting a Monday night football game against the Baltimore Ravens in what is a very meaningful Monday night football game. Scott Kaplan in today for George Sedano along with LZ Granderson here on 710 ESPN. LZ, any interest in tonight's Monday night football game? I'm more interested in your interest than I am in the <laughs> game. Like, to, like for me, it's like, you know, like, I'm, I'm I'm into Baker. I think he's cool. Uh, I'm really happy for the team. You know, Miles Garrett is cool. He's been on our show, or he was on our morning show back when we had the morning show with Keyshawn. He's really cool. So I'm happy for their success. But my happiness clearly pales in comparison to your overall enthusiasm for what's happening right now. Yeah. So so Cleveland gets the ball to open the game. It's a 0-0 game with 13 minutes to go in the first quarter, and Cleveland's offense is already moving the ball. Now, remember, in week one, new coaching staff, this whole year about Baker Mayfield, and at the time, OBJ. And so, you know, you thought thought this was going to be – this would be a team that maybe, maybe would improve, and then they got smacked down right from the beginning by Baltimore. So huge game tonight for Cleveland. But here's why – You always like to put cards on the table, LZ. You always like to tell us, hey, I have a relationship with this person. So before I say what I'm about to say, I need to let you know Mm -hmm. I got a relationship with this person. Okay. So here goes. All right. So Lewis Riddick is calling this game tonight, as you know, Monday Night Mm -hmm. Football on ESPN. Yep. And my college roommate is the offensive coordinator of the Cleveland Browns. Now, we all went to school together. Lewis Riddick. Myself and my buddy Alex Van Pelt, who's the offensive coordinator of the Browns. Oh, yeah, the former QB. That's right. He was a quarterback in Buffalo and played behind Jim Kelly and then played behind a whole mess of other quarterbacks. So career backup quarterback. But that's how you train to become an offensive coordinator is, is learning how to really be the caddy for the starting quarterback. Okay. So Lewis Riddick was number five. In college, I was number nine. My buddy Van Pelt was number 10. Our lockers were right next to each other. We spent every day together for four years. Lewis Riddick is a star on television now. Lewis yes. Riddick has the entire country listening in to what he's saying. And by the he way, does. Lewis Riddick has become a whole lot smarter and a whole lot better of a former player and a whole lot better of a future general manager candidate because of his analysis on ESPN. This is true. What I need Lewis Riddick to do tonight, and the reason I'm so excited about this game, when you have relationships like this, Riddick was a safety. Van Pelt was a quarterback. We all sat in that locker room every day together. I need Lewis Riddick on the air tonight to hype my boy Van Pelt because that's how coaches become the next hot guy, LZ. So I'll pose it to you this way. Can the media, I'll use the word manipulate, 
um, or maybe that's not the right word, influence, how a coach elevates because somebody on the right broadcast talks about this guy glowingly, and the next thing you know, he becomes the next hot guy. What do you say to that? Dude, everybody can elevate when the right person's on television going you up. Everybody can. So I would agree with you, but I don't think it's necessarily unique. Listen, if Oprah Winfrey says that my future book is going to be incredible, that won't do anything but help me, whether it's an incredible read or not. So I agree with you. If Lewis Riddick handed your boy Alex a bone, he could take that bone and make himself a broth and have a nice little stew with it. Yeah. I mean, is it wrong? Like, I, I literally, I will, I will text broadcasters. I'm like, hey, um, I know you're doing this Cleveland game this week. Hey, make sure you talk about my boy Van Pelt. You know, make, make sure you, you get some mentions in there. You know, but I, but, I would pause, though. I would wait until after, you know, like the middle of the second quarter before I do that. Yeah, right. I know. Make sure they're playing well. You make know? sure they're playing well. Exactly. The one thing, though, about Baker Mayfield under this particular coordinator is, is that he, his success was based on Aaron Rodgers' success when he was in Green Bay. He was Aaron Rodgers' personal quarterbacking coach with the Green Bay Packers. Ultimately, Mike McCarthy fired my man Van Pelt because he and Aaron Rodgers were just too close and McCarthy was cut out of the relationship. So to regain control of his quarterback, he fired <laughs> his, his right-hand man. It destroyed the relationship between McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers. Yes, I've watched this guy, LZ, grind for 20 years in the coaching ranks. Grind to try and become a coordinator, to eventually become a head coach in the NFL. You're right there. You've helped turn the Cleveland Browns into winners. Now I got my man, Lewis Riddick, on national TV. Hype my boy. That's all I'm saying. Listen, as I said, everybody wants a little love and shine. You know that song, Call Me Maybe? Yeah. From back in the day, really mm -hmm. popular hit number one. That song didn't blow up because the record company did what they needed to do. It blew up because Justin Bieber tweeted about it. So the right person says, yo, check this out, or yo, he's special, or she's special, or this is special, of course it's going to help. So, Lewis, if you guys were all as close as Scotty says you guys were, mm. hook your brother up. Yeah, hook him up. Right. That's what I'm saying. Because there's going to be lots of opportunities. Some might even be local for a head coach. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, Cleveland has started this off really, really well. Uh, early in the first quarter, and Cleveland on their first possession has taken a 6 nothing lead. Nick Chubb with a touchdown run from about seven yards out. And uh, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> what a character this guy is. You say you like Baker Mayfield, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't? No, I do. I do. I like him a lot. I think it's funny how he, he does all these like song lyrics in his post-game press conferences. <laughs> he is, first of all, um, having been around him, he's really one of the most genuine and nice, nicest guys you can meet when juxtaposed to what their public persona is. In other words, the gap between what is projected or what he puts out there versus what he really is is significant. Yeah, It's not Grand Canyon, 
but it's pretty damn close. Yeah, there is a weird per- perception about him versus what you're saying, like who he is out in real life. Hey, listen, when you talk about giving somebody that that uh, p- those props and, and you say, if Oprah says this about your book or if Justin yep. Bieber says this about this song, if Lewis Riddick says this about my boy tonight, it's the same thing about LeBron talking about THT. I want to get back to that because that's really where we started today. The Lakers coming off of their first two preseason games against the Clippers and the performance of this young kid that is already getting LeBron's endorsement. We'll get back to that story. Coming right back. Don't go anywhere. It's Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. There you go, LZ. You just called for it. You got it. There we go. So call me, maybe. I think that was incredible. Justin, Justin, Justin Bieber goes, hey, guys, this is a cool song. And, like, her entire career goes from obscurity to, like, megastar. Mm-hmm. And, oh, by the way, this song is a good song. I hear a I, butt I see, coming. I, I, I see you don't agree with me. No, I like the song. I like the I have yeah, I have like the song just fine. I wish I could remember who sings the song. Can somebody give me a hint? Don't tell me. It's hold on. I think the first name starts with a C. It does. Oh, okay, that's all right. That's, all right. All right. That's a good start. That's a good start. Um, so there's only so many C letter first names for women, right? There's like Charlene. There's Mm-mm. Carrie. Oh, that's close. Carrie Ann. No. But she does have Clarissa. a middle name. Oh, Clarissa. No. Oh, Carly Ann Respi, Respi something. Carly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the middle name starts with an R. I'll give you that. Is it Ray? Ray. Yeah, Carly, Carly Ray. Ray. Yeah, Carly Ray. What? Jepson. No, I would never. Jepson. No, nah, I wouldn't have got that. No. <laughs> you guys were close. You know, you know what's crazy? The other night, and I was—I don't know why—I just wanted to hear this song. You remember that song, "Torn"? Torn between two lovers. No, it was just oh. called Torn, oh, no. and it's by this artist from Australia whose name is Natalie Imbroglia, mm-hmm. and for some reason, when I was talking to Siri, because you know Siri's like my best friend, I said, hey girl, you played a song for me, and I had to clarify by whom, and I pulled the name, and I was amazed by that. I was like, look at me with my <laughs> early 1990s knowledge of one-hit wonders. When you speak to Siri, do you say, hey girl? I do, but she never responds. Oh. That's why I know she's not black. Yeah. Siri's <laughs> bad, man. She never responds to me at all. I haven't mm. figured out even how to communicate with her. And then sometimes I'll just be talking, and the next thing I know, she's talking to me. You, you know what? I'm pretty sure my husband's sleeping with Siri. Because every single time he says her name, she responds, no hesitation, yes, dear. I say her name. <laughs> I got to say it over and over again. So I got to yell. So I have to walk right to it and lean forward and say, hey, Siri. And then she goes, what? Because she's jealous. <laughs> right. yep. What do you want? <laughs> what do you want? Yeah, I don't like you. <laughs> Meanwhile, Steve goes, hey, Siri. She's like, yes, sir. What do yeah. you need? What song <laughs> you want to hear? I'm like going, wow. Okay. All right. Preach. What was the name of the, uh, the artist, though, that sang the song Torn? 
Um, that was Natalie and like Imbruglia. Is that how it is that really it? Natalie Imbruglia? I think He's it's right. Imbruglia. Imbruglia, yeah. I, I think really that's like how you song. say it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. We used to write. Yeah. A conversation yeah. has run dry. That's, that's what's, what's going, going on. on. Yeah, yeah. I know this Nothing's song. Nothing's right, I'm torn. Oh, I didn't know this song was called Torn. Oh, uh, dude, what? it's such a... I can't believe he didn't know that. I know. I can't I either. I know. I'm torn right now myself, LZ. I'm torn about something. And I'd love what to just get your about? opinion on, on this, if you don't mind. Scott Kaplan in for George Sedano today on Sedano and LZ here on 710 ESPN. LZ, I'm torn between something. I'd love to get your, uh, your advice on this, if, if you don't mind. Hate to put I'm you listening? in this spot. But, it's quite uh, all right. Yeah. It's a better spot than my friend Giada just did. Oh, really? Who apparently doesn't think I know the lyrics to the songs that I'm singing. Uh-huh. She thinks I'm faking it. <laughs> right. Like Why the mass singer or something. I don't know. I don't know. She texted you? To get, I did get a text from her father. Mm-hmm. who's like one of my best friends in the world. Mm-hmm. And he says that his daughter does not believe that I actually know the words of these songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's she very think, hurtful. She, she think you know like 20%, 30%? What does she think you know? I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, <laughs> young, you know young people. <laughs> you, you just went Mike Tyson on me. Mike, what do you mean you have a broken back? I don't know, man. I don't okay? know. I'm I don't sorry. know. Sorry I just got I a asked. broken back. Just trust me. <laughs> and you know, like you mean spine, vertebra? I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Broken back. My back is broke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> LZ, I got um, to make a big decision here in life, and I want your advice on this. Okay. You're getting married. No, Laura, oh. I'm not getting married. Although, you know, I have had a lot of people say to me, so, dude, it's the holidays. It's Christmas. You uh, you planning on putting a ring on your girlfriend's finger? And I'm like, uh, no. Mm. No, I'm not. Wow. He's so confident he says it on the radio. I, I know. Like I, I was like, ooh, you're getting married. Well, I mean, that's no. kind of what people and do right now, right? Not, not only did Maybe. he say no, but then he said on national radio, because I say it's national because we have a podcast, hell no, basically is what he just said. <laughs> I did. I said hell to the no. No marriage, not yet. No, not, not there yet. Not How there. long have you guys been together? 18 months. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah that so makes we're, sense. Yeah, yeah, we're in that. We, we, we're in that. We had the honeymoon phase. Yep. And now let's see what goes on from here. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you were in a Hallmark movie, you would have 12 kids by now. But mm-hmm. because it's real life, you, yeah. yeah, you're doing the right thing. Yeah. So, so no, I'm not getting married. It's not, it's not a marriage thing. By the way, Baltimore has just scored. Lamar Jackson just went in. So this game's about to be tied here, Monday Night Football, between Cleveland and Baltimore. And don't ask me why I'm telling you because you probably don't need to know, but it's in front of me, so I said it. Yeah, because I'm quite right. So it's not something as serious as getting married. It's not uh, any any other guesses, Laura. It's not like you're moving to LA. Um, I mean, we're to, better than San Diego. Sorry. I just mean, saying. it's just it's the middle of the pandemic, though. Still, you know, like I'm not really, really ready to move quite yet. Mm. Um, so no, not moving, not moving. Okay. No, not getting okay. married, not moving. You're adopting a puppy. Oh, that would be sweet. I have a lot of love to give. I don't know. That's not oh. what it is. Okay, Elsie, no. your turn. I'm done. Three chances strike. <laughs> I, I want to hear what it is because you went you went through all the big ones. Right? Okay. Yeah, this is not really that big, but it's definitely something that could waste a lot of my time and could really be very, very frustrating. Elsie, I'm contemplating doing something I've never done in my life before. Um, I've never wanted to do it. I've never thought about doing it. I don't think I'll be very good at it, but I'm contemplating doing it for the first time in my life. You ready for this? Barbecuing. No, 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 no. Okay. I'd, right. No, I'd, I'd like to do that. Um, okay. I've got right. like All a big right. green egg that sits here and does nothing, you know. I'm contemplating, okay. LZ, joining a fantasy basketball league. Ew. 
What? <laughs> that was his Why? big announcement. I didn't say announcement. I said life decision. Okay, same difference. No, life decision Why? different. Life decision. I'm asking for advice. Why? Here's the thing, right? And I realize this take may not go over well for a lot of people, but as you may have known by now, all the years of listening to me, I truly don't care. Um, I have found for myself that participating in fantasy leagues detract from my ability to watch and enjoy games because I'm I'm constantly rooting for people to do certain things so that I can win for the week as opposed to just sitting back chilling and just observing what's unfolding in front of me. Okay. Have you ever played any fantasy football? I have. And I actually have won twice. Really? Yes. Wow. Believe uh, it or fa- not, I, I know the sports. Believe well, it or I, not. I do believe that part <laughs> of it. But, but here's the thing. Like, fantasy basketball. I've never played fantasy basketball. I never thought about playing fantasy basketball. I never wanted to play fantasy basketball. In fact, I've played fantasy football twice, and about four weeks into the season, my concentration level was no longer there. I lost everything. I was so bad at fantasy football, I drafted Antonio Brown number one overall. The dude never played. You did what? Yeah, I know. He never (laughs) played that year. Never played. And by the way, I'm so bad at fantasy football, I drafted Justin Tucker, the kicker, uh, in like the third round. From Baltimore, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that a smart move? That I didn't go very well. I mean, he's, I, mean, he's, I mean, he's a he's a great kicker. That's the reason why I knew who he was and where he kicked, but uh I probably would not have made it a third draft third round pick. Yeah. I mean I'm bad. Did you I'm, did you, did you, did you do that on purpose? Or? I just did it because I thought that was like okay, like he scores a lot, you know, he's money. It was uh, a bad idea. It was a bad idea. Yeah, not- yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's really bad. So playing you, you, fantasy basketball, like I, I, I don't have the concentration to play fantasy football. How am I going to play fantasy basketball? But on the other hand, I feel like I'm watching more basketball than ever before. LZ, I grew up as a football guy. I grew up in the broadcast world as a football guy. And now that you're on 710, of course, Lakers and basketball is the number one thing going. You know, I'm watching preseason NBA basketball games. So, that's where you should. So I'm thinking maybe I should play a fantasy basketball league. So these friends of mine the other night like, yo, we got this fantasy basketball league. You want in? I'm like, no. And then I was like, wait a second. Maybe I should. Maybe I should get into fantasy basketball this year. I'll know everything that's going on. I'll know every player on every Mm-mm. team. Yeah. Here's the problem, though, man, is that, as I said before, because you're so wrapped up into the statistics of it all because you're trying to win, and, you know, I'm competitive. I want to win. You don't. Or I don't want to say you don't notice because you still will notice, but you won't appreciate the non-statistical things that players do because you're too consumed with trying to win via stats. Like everything about fantasy leagues is counterintuitive to a head coach who's trying to win because you got to convince guys to buy in to do things that may never show up in a box score. But in fantasy land, you're only doing things to show up in a box score. And those things are diametrically opposed. I'm probably so bad at fantasy sports and my first go-around in fantasy basketball, I'll take Talon Horton Tucker with the first overall pick. Yeah, see, we can't really let you Mm-mm. hear the no. What kind of friends you got that are trying to trick you into doing this? what I, I want to know. I know. Like the, like the first mm. pick should be like a James Harden or a Giannis. You know, guys who are all-stars who are going to do a lot of things across the stat sheet. Um, and not really, you know, be consumed necessarily with, um, you know, leading to wins in, in major situations. 
you know? Yeah. Like Alex Caruso is a guy that you probably want on your championship team, but he's never going to give you the stats that you need, right? Yeah. yeah. Whereas I James mean, Harden is a guy who's going to give you all the stats that you need, but clearly he can't get your team to a championship. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but you see, I couldn't go with a guy like a Kevin Durant, you know, who might be a great fantasy player, but um, I can't cheer for him. You know, right. I, I can't I can't cheer for Kyrie Irving. You know, I I want to see those guys. I want to see the Lakers beat him this year. I mean, that's that's really what I want to see. Did you happen to catch any of what Kyrie was talking about uh, as he as he explained why he was fined for for missing out on media events? Did you catch any of that? Man, you know, I stopped paying attention to that dude a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't have a right to his opinion. He absolutely does have a right to opinion. And I'm not even going to say that everything he says is bogus. I'm just saying I'm not interested in what he's got to say. Like, he, as a as a individual, as a philosopher, just really doesn't interest me. As a basketball player, yeah, I can certainly appreciate what he brings to the floor. He's really entertaining, blah, 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 blah. But as a, you know, thinker or as someone who is going to get me to think or, or push me to consider other sort of, I don't know, paradigms to the world or whatever. He's not the dude. So, no, I'm not really catching what he has to say because I don't really value his opinion in that space. Yeah, he has become more annoying to me ever since LeBron gave that interview to Spectrum and the road trip and podcast. To know that LeBron was annoyed with when they were releasing this podcast to try and get into his head and then for Kyrie to say, I'm not talking to the media and then for him to finally tell everybody, I'm going to talk to the media and I know I got fined and I just pray, I pray that the fine money goes to those who are in marginalized communities in need. Uh, and it's like, okay, dude, really? And then he says, I don't talk to pawns my attention is worth more like i'm so much better than you people i won't even talk to you people so very annoying he won't be on my fantasy team i have i have uh audio from him if you guys want to hear it can i play it really quick is this saying i retire or something that's what it is i like that just static just noise Just nice. There you go. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Scott Kaplan in for George Sedano. Yeah, Monday afternoon quarterback. LZ, you ready to do this? Yes, sir. All right, I'll start off with the Rams and the Patriots. I realize it was Thursday night of last week. But just to remind everybody, it was a 24-3 Rams win. And the Rams, LZ, finally put together their running game. Everything in the NFL works off the running game. If you can run the football, 
You can do so many other things, including protect the quarterback, which leads to much fewer by way of, of turnovers, which was a big problem for Jared Goff. A great running performance by the Rams on Thursday night. And the setup is now that Green Bay got by Detroit. New Orleans lost to Philadelphia. I'll get there coming up. Um, Seattle beat up on a really bad Jets team. I'm telling you, the Rams are starting to play complete football. And they are as much a Super Bowl contender today as any of those other teams I just mentioned. What do you say, LZ? Well, I, I agree with you one, one billion percent. Um, this defense that we have is a Super Bowl caliber defense. Right now, no team in the NFC has scored fewer points than the points the 246 that were scored against the Rams. And when you look at our offense, while it may not necessarily be the offense that was flirting with, you know, the greatest show on turf, it's still a top 10 offense. And oh, by the way, when you look at the points for, when it comes to uh, what we've done, we're right in the middle of the pack, but everyone who's above us, their defense is miles worse than our defense. So I like our chances of getting back to the Super Bowl, absolutely. And you know, earlier today we said, can the Rams beat the Chiefs? It was two seasons ago, the best NFL regular season game I'd ever been to, which was the Chiefs-Rams game that was moved from Mexico City back to the Coliseum. And when you look at the Chiefs and what they did this past weekend, 33-27 over the Dolphins, I felt like Tony Romo, who was calling the game on CBS, was more impressed with Tua in the loss than he was with Mahomes in the win. But the one thing about Kansas City is they can score so fast. They were down 10 nothing in the second quarter. They flipped it and went to half at 14-10. They won the game 33-27, although Miami made a late run and tried to get, you know, tried in the last few seconds, onside kick the whole deal. It didn't work. But I will say the Dolphins are on the rise. It's still the Chiefs league right now. What do you say? Right now, Chiefs 12-1. and What do you think, LZ? I mean, it, it certainly is their conference right now. That, that is 100% for sure. I mean, they're, they flirt with you. They give you the impression that you're going to actually win the game. And then they decide at the last minute that they're going to just go ahead and pull it out. Now, that's not really good for those of you who are Vegas-oriented um, because the Chiefs haven't done a spectacular job of covering the spread this season, but they've done a great job of not losing those close games. And at the end of the day, you know, Forget fantasy football. Forget Vegas betting. All you really want is that W, baby. All right, here's what's next. The Colts beat the Raiders 44-27. If you're looking around the AFC and saying who can play with the Chiefs, the Steelers have let you down the last month, including the last two weeks where they've lost games. On the other hand, perhaps Tennessee, because they can run the ball, they can hold the ball, they could maybe keep Mahomes off the field, or maybe at 9-4, and four, should we be considering the Colts a serious contender in the AFC? And by the way, LZ, I think we can say now for sure, the Raiders are improved, but they're not really a contender. The Colts blew them out of the building. What do you think? Well, I mean, this is the Raiders team that did beat those Chiefs, and the other game against the Chiefs was really close. So I'm not going to sit up here and wax poetic about how great the Chiefs are and then ignore what the Raiders were able to do against them. The only team to beat them, by the way. So I don't think that the Raiders are ready to contend, 
But like you're saying, they're much improved. And they're showing that against quality opponents. They just can't string together enough consistency. And the other thing, too, that's kind of weird is that when they lose, man, they get blown out. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, right. I mean, I against Atlanta, ridiculous. And, and the Colts, yeah. I, I just wonder if the Colts are getting it together at the right time. They've got a good defense. The quarterback coaching combination had worked together in previous iterations. I just wonder about the Colts possibly making a run and having enough offensive firepower to stick with the Chiefs. All right, LZ, the Saints, Sir? who were the number one seed going into the weekend, lost to Philadelphia from the sorry-ass NFC East. But Philadelphia, this was the caution for, for New Orleans. Philadelphia had a jolt of energy with Jalen Hurts in the game. It wasn't that he was a prolific passer. It was that he was a great runner, over 100 yards running in the game. Listen, Carson Wentz is mobile in the Ben Roethlisberger way of mobility, but Jalen Hurts <laughs> is mobile in the Russell Wilson way of mobility. Philadelphia is somehow alive at 4-8-1, and the Saints actually don't look alive without Drew Brees, with Taysom Hill at quarterback. You know, they won three games, two against Atlanta, one against Denver, and then they lost against Philadelphia. Drew Brees better hurry up and get back, or I think the Saints are toast. What do you say, LZ? I don't believe the Saints are toast. Um, I believe they faced an Eagles squad that got a, a jolt in the arm because, one, they knew that they were still in it despite their record, and, two, you know, usually a quarterback change gives your offense and defense a jolt. You know, it's a different voice in the huddle. It's a it's a signal that you know we're not giving up yet. And let's let's be real with it for a second. Carson Wentz has been disappointing. He had a blazing hot hot start, but honestly, if it wasn't for Nick Foles, what would they be doing in the postseason? Because he hasn't even been available. So I'm sitting here and I'm going, yeah, I think that Carson Wentz is talented, but he hasn't been able to stream together enough great performances, in my opinion, in the critical points of the season to really warrant very much of a second you know, guess. So that's why I think that they had a tough time with the Eagles is because they're a talented team and they got an opportunity to have a jolt in the arm, a nice shot in the arm with this kid back there. But I don't believe... Like, you don't believe that he's a long-term solution for this season, and I don't expect the Eagles to come out of that conference, out of that division. No, and I wonder what's going to happen with Washington eventually with Alex Smith and his injury, because when his leg got hurt yesterday, I was like, oh, no, 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 not his bad leg. LZ, we're back tomorrow. We're hustling out of here because the Sean McVay show is coming up, and then we're back tomorrow. LZ, have a great evening. Enjoy dinner with the fam, and we're back tomorrow. Here comes the Sean McVay show on 710 ESPN.